Hi, I'm Steven, the host of Let's Go There. And I created this podcast because many of today's most critical issues are so filled with tension and polarization that most of us avoid them altogether. The result is that we miss out on opportunities for meaningful connection and progress, while the world's most pressing conversations are being carried by those least effectively having them. On this podcast, we take on tough conversations from a Christian perspective with nuance and respect so we can learn well, love well, and leave better. Because when we talk about tough issues with humility, we grow together. Hey, welcome to episode two of Let's Go There, our second ever podcast. And uh, today I have with me my good friend, Jordy. What's up, Jordy? Hey, how's it going, Steph? It's good to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have Jordy with me today because Jordy and I are good friends. We have great conversations. Um, and Jordy's somebody that I trust and rely on and that uh, I always am interested to hear his take and his thoughts on things. I trust his character. So I'm excited to have him on the show and excited to dive into definitely a topic that, that can be tense and polarizing. And today we're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter. Not necessarily that we're doing a deep dive on the official organization, Black Lives Matter, but, but we're going to be talking about this, the movement, quote unquote, the sentiment, Black Lives Matter, the cultural reconciliation, racial reconciliation, the tension that's going on around um, race in America right now. Uh, we're going to dive into that topic today. And I definitely think that compared to episode one, where Ricky and I talked about masks, I think that there's definitely like more opportunity to step on some toes this week, just because there's more people uh, dangling their toes in there with their shoes off, you know, just, just waiting to be offended on this, on this particular issue. It's a little bit more charged and it's a little bit more serious and, but we're going to jump in anyway. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a lot of prep. We didn't talk ahead of time about where we were going to go with this. And the goal of this conversation isn't to come to some ultimate conclusion or to convince anybody listening of anything. Um, man, we just want to open up the door on a conversation on uh, an important topic because some of these conversations are very difficult to have uh, right now if you don't know how somebody might respond or might take what you're saying. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and, and kind of put some context here. It's um we're recording this late July 2020 and it's probably I mean we're probably a couple months removed now from some of the most intense rioting that recently took place and so I think it's actually kind of helpful and healthy in some ways it wasn't not like we planned it this way but you know I think that there's a lot of conversations that take place in the moment and in the week or two following a major incident such as uh, the murder of George Floyd sparked here in Minnesota. But I think there's value in like, okay, now that we've had time to process, now that this isn't so emotionally fresh, let's, let's jump back in and continue having this conversation. So I guess maybe I'll cue it up to you this way, Jordy, to get us started. It, it feels to me like there's a little bit of a, a different vibe and sentiment around the most recent reactions and protests and all of that and the response to it from major organizations as well as from 
a lot of churches. It just feels like there's been a shift in public opinion, you know, whether, wherever you at home stand on that listening, I'm just observing that I think that there is something a little bit different going on where, where something is, has changed or is different this time than was maybe five, six years ago uh, when the last kind of major focus came on this. So I'm just curious, uh, you've been noticing that too, Jordy, and maybe why do you think that is, or what do you think might be going on? Yeah, I, I have kind of thought the same thing. I would say for me, one of the things that, that I noticed and kind of the, the shock and awe of it for me was that it was so close to home. Um, most of the time when we hear stories like this, it's, you, you can't drive there in a day. Uh, but it happened in Minneapolis and it just, it, it felt like it was almost in my backyard and it, it, a place I've been, people that I, I know and love so dearly live close to, to where that happened. And I think for me, that, that was part of why I, I, I don't want to say why I took it more seriously this time, but it, it was, it was a little more real because just how close it was. Uh, and, and I think that too, with, with churches and with organizations and it, you know, it's been brewing for a long time. And, and two months ago, I, I, had no idea, to be very honest. I, I just wasn't aware of it. And part of it, part of it being so close to home, and then part of it was just enough is enough. It, it, I think the right, the right voices spoke out, and the conversation is starting to happen. And, and I think it's a good thing. So, what do you mean when you say like? So, you said a couple months ago, you really had no idea what do you mean when you said you had no idea like no idea about what just the racial injustice and it i i've i've heard white privilege i've heard about it i grew up you know in a very small rural town it wasn't really a conversation that we were having growing up and um came to college and i had some classes where that was a conversation that we had and you know i, I remember frustration i remember a little ignorance on my part too. And I, th I think just over the last four years, five years, I I've been becoming more aware of that. But it, it I think two months ago, still, I, I had no idea, one, the, the privilege that I do have versus the just horrible injustices that are happening way too frequently all over the place and and again felt like in my backyard yeah no that's good i definitely resonate with that too i definitely have never reflected on on these the issues involved with this to the level that i have in the last couple months before you know and to my fault you know to my fault for sure like even when there was a lot of attention when Black Lives Matter was initially founded and, and um, you know, one of those shootings actually that, that got a lot of attention and backlash at the time was in Minneapolis. And I remember there was a lot of protests and in Minneapolis and shutting down bridges. And I think, I think a lot of it has to do on a personal level. I think that I reacted differently just because uh, maybe of the personal maturity that I've you know, that I've grown in over the last five years since then of just being more aware, more open-minded 
to different ways of seeing the world than what I grew up in, more empathetic to really see and hear other other people's stories and perspective and and um you know just a little bit more I guess just my eyes a little bit more open and my ears a little bit more open to like hey there's real stuff going on here and in the past churches that I've been tapped into or that I've been seeing you know what they're how they're what they're doing have largely just stayed silent on it and not gotten involved kind of played a neutral party there's lots of ways to kind of play a neutral party just hey, we stand against racism and we support police and, you know, all that's good and true, but like you can stay away from really getting into the weeds of, okay, but what are the issues that we need to address and what are the things we need to actually acknowledge here? Feels like a lot more of that was going on, has been going on in the last couple of months than was going on five years ago, which I think is really interesting. And I think it gives me, I think it gives me kind of encouragement. It gives me, it gets me excited a little bit because it, it does feel like when you have these waves of attention and response given to an issue like this, it kind of comes and it goes and it comes and it goes and it, it just kind of feels like, well, I mean, we've been here before, right? And we'll kind of all forget about it and then we'll come back to it and we'll address it and things will change hopefully slowly over time. But I wonder if something is going to shift that's going to take things over the edge, if it's over the edge, so to speak, in meaning making another significant leap in racial reconciliation and in correcting a lot of these injustices. I wonder if that's that could potentially be driven by the church, because the church really has been on the sidelines of this in a lot of ways. And when I say the church has been on the sidelines of this, I specifically mean predominantly white churches in America have largely been on the sideline of this issue for a long time, but are now starting to get into the mix. Many of them are. And I wonder if the church taking this issue seriously and the church taking this issue, being very forward and upfront and honest with this could potentially be something that kind of takes it over the top in terms of, you know, maybe the church will lead the movement that leads to a significant enough change in public opinion and in society that, that uh, helps bring some momentum to get some things changed. Yeah. I, I think going back a little bit to, to what you were saying about um, the church kind of staying silent with, with these issues. I think one of the, the most influential things that I heard in that, you know, the, the month, month and a half to follow was, um, was that as as the church i feel like so often the the tendency is is to to just say god is the answer to this and if we can we can find peace in christ we can find peace just trusting god trusting the holy spirit and and i i don't i would never say that i don't believe that because i i do i i fully believe that that through Christ we can have complete unity in all of this. But, but one of the things that I heard that, that stuck to me was that, you know, that that is true, but there are people outside of the church that aren't going to listen to that. And there are people that aren't, that don't hold our Christian values that really don't care what we have to say on Sunday mornings or, you know, whenever 
your church group is meeting, but, and I just, I, I realized that there's a sin, there's a sin issue to it, but there's also a cultural issue. And as much as I hope and pray that one day the church has more of a say in the cultural issues right now, that's just not the case. And, and there needs to be, there needs to be social and and structural laws set in place that that cause change too yeah i think i think what's really interesting about that mindset or that that view that a lot of people do hold of like hey this is the the role of the church is just preach the gospel like just preach the gospel you know we don't want to it's we shouldn't get involved in these cultural issues and in these issues that have become politicized and picking sides and alienating people. Um, after all, if we just preach the gospel, that's the thing that will bring and can bring life change. And then from that life change that that's where we'll see cultural change. I think what's interesting with that view about the church sticking to the gospel the church should stick to the gospel and stay out of politics stay out of culture stay out of these divisive issues and 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 with that i mean let's just say it stay out of the race conversation and i think the concept behind that and i think from a lot of people it probably you know their intentions may may be good the idea is, hey, you know what, if we preach the gospel, if we just preach Jesus, and then from there, people meeting Jesus, that's where meaningful change is going to come from. But it's like, what do you think the gospel is? You know, like, w- w- it, the go- it comes from potentially maybe this incorrect view of the gospel as being an intellectual thing. You know, it's, it's something that you can, that you know and understand and receive and then after that's happened you know that transaction has taken place now your eternity is sealed and that's the most important thing not you know focusing on what's going on in the world around us is a distraction from the eternity which is what the church should be focusing on but that's not a very complete picture at all of what actually happened and what Jesus taught about and said it was happening when he was here and when he died on the cross which was I am coming to begin the process of new creation. I am coming to fulfill the old kingdom, the relationship that Israel had with God, and to start a new kingdom, which will eventually be complete, you know, in, in the new creation. And everyone will, will everyone who's uh, followed me, received me, made me Lord, will get to be a part of that. But right now i'm establishing a new kingdom on earth that is going to break through the old way that things used to be done and establish something new and so it wasn't primarily about people getting to heaven it was about heaven coming to earth right and being established on earth and so the the work of the church is to be a active part of that kingdom and to bring about and be to the world that new creation so they can get a glimpse of the hope and the glory that's found in jesus right and that means justice i mean it's all over the gospels it's all over the new testament that means justice that means 
a radical new community where people from all kinds of different viewpoints, um, backgrounds, ethnicities, who formerly never would have associated with one another are now associating with one another and not only associating with one another, but are communing with one another under that new identity. And so to preach the gospel as the church is to bring about and address the things that the gospel is doing in our world and means for our world today. And an intellectual gospel preached in a church where people aren't seeing it lived out is absolutely unattractive. I mean, nobody is going to go running to the church and go, you didn't care about the oppression that you saw. You didn't want to help with the injustice, but man, this Jesus you're talking about sounds great. That's they need to, we need to talk about Jesus. We need to share the reality and the truth about Jesus, but we need to show it too, you know, right. so that they can see, oh, that's, that's the hope that's found in Jesus. Yeah. And I, I think of, I think of the story in, in, in Luke of Jesus and Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus is a you know, tax collector, very not liked person. And, and Jesus and Zacchaeus just live very different lives. And the end of that story, Jesus says that, that, that the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. And reading the, the, the actual story, Jesus goes and finds Zacchaeus and just says, I want to be in, I want to be with you. I want to stay with you tonight. I want to be in relationship with you. And he didn't come in just calling out all the things that Zacchaeus is doing wrong. He didn't come in with you know, the rest of the disciples and say like, this is the example of what we should be doing. You just, I want to be with you. I want to have conversation with you. And I think that's a, that's a huge part of it that I think is getting missed here too, where we're not going to have, there's, I mean, how many people were at the downtown Fargo? How many people are at those marches? We have to seek it and we don't seek it, you know, hellfire and brimstone. We, seek relationship we see conversation and, and that's why I'm, I'm so happy and excited about this podcast it one of the things that i that i've wanted to do over the last couple of months is just have these conversations with people and um you know i, I would never say that i'm the uh, even a good right. resource for some of this stuff but but if we don't have the conversation and if conversations don't continue, then, then change isn't going to happen. And I think everyone can agree that there needs to be change. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I'm so glad you went there and took it this direction because I think that's such important clarity to bring. Like it's, we don't have the answers and the solutions, like meaning we're not the experts on this who know exactly how to, to, cut through and, and, and get to the heart of these issues and fix and bring healing. I mean, and, and when I say we, I mean, obviously like you and I talking here, like we don't have all the answers by any means. We don't, you know, we're not fooling ourselves into thinking that like, Hey, we're the ones who are seeing it. Come on. If everybody just thought like, uh, you know, what it, um, and we, as the church, like we don't necessarily, it's not this white church, like, white savior type deal where the, you know, the church is going to come in and, Hey, we'll rescue you. Um, it does start with just what you're talking about, like presence, like, and empathy. 
Like that's where it starts. Just like you're telling me that you're hurting. Okay, I'm listening. You know, like that gets my attention. I I need to pay attention to that. Not I need to evaluate that and dig into all the backstory and decide whether your pain is valid. But the first step is just okay. If something you know something bad is happening here, I'm sorry. I'm with you. Let's figure out together what we can do and 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 how we can help be a part of the solution. Yeah, and I feel like for me, I feel like for me, that's what this season has been sort of defined by. Because in the past, I have absolutely been just like sideline guy, you know, just like yeah. I don't want to get involved. It's always like I'm not going to post anything on Facebook, anything sort of related to this, because I don't want to get involved in one of these, you know, Facebook wars. I don't need to put myself out there. I don't need to pick a side on this. And I think that that can be wisdom for a lot of issues. But what I've come to the conclusion of this time is that this is one of those issues that me being on the sidelines of is just, it's just me being selfish and just not wanting to wade into the uncomfortability of, of, of the kind of tension that is, (laughs) that is in the middle of it. And like, I just am so clueless as to how to go about bringing help with this. Um, Like I'm just so new to new to this conversation, but just going to one of the events and just being there with the, with the protesters, with the people who are angry, the people who are hurting, you know, um, the people who are campaigning for change, even if I don't, maybe I don't even agree with everything that they are trying to accomplish you know maybe you know the the details of the solution are complicated and i may not be on the same page with whoever organized that on every single one of those details but i can go and just be there and just not avoid it and just be willing to encounter it and to soak it in and to broaden my perspective of what different people are experiencing in our community yeah yeah absolutely i like i was just saying it's presence being being part of it being whether you agree or not it it, there's change can't happen if both sides aren't at the table so i think part of part of my my silence in the past has been from just seeing news coming from social media and that's about it um, and not having conversations with people, not learning from others that are affected by this, because social media shows every side of it, every angle of it. And if you're in support of it, there's, you can find quote unquote evidence on Facebook. If you're not in support of it, you can find evidence for that too. And I think that was part of like, I just don't know what's true. I don't know what's real. And one of the things that was so different to, about this and especially with what happened with George Floyd, there was no way around it. That was wrong. It was absolutely wrong. And, and that kind of opened my eyes. There, there, there's no way to twist what happened there. It, it, was, it was murder. It was wrong. So I think part of the change too, and part of you know, the importance of these conversations is, is learning and learning right. not from social media. <laughs> and learning from people that 
that you trust and voices that you have heard before and someone that I really, really respect and I consider one of the wisest people I have the honor of knowing. But um, at our church, we are going to have a conversation about this. And and I just, I wasn't sure if if I should be the one leading the conversation, if I should even go there or if I should just pull a video from someone who knows more about it. And he said, he said, Jordy, if you, if you don't shepherd your people, you don't know who will social media might, there might be their voices all over the place. If you don't shepherd your people, you shepherd your people is basically what he's saying. And, and, and you don't have all the answers, but that's okay. You're not, you can't have all the answers, but just open an honest conversation, just get people talking and, and find the truth in this. And, and that, that has really impacted how I view all this too. And honestly, part of why I was willing to do this podcast when you, when you said the topic and asked me to do it, I, am I the one that you really want to do this with? And, and I just, again, it's like, shepherd your people, tell them what, tell them what you know to be true and what, what God is telling you is true and just trust it. You know, it, it's, it's important to, again, to have the conversations. If the conversations don't happen, change won't happen. Yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's really good. Like, and, and I think that's, that's something that takes courage, like wading into a conversation that you don't feel qualified to have. I mean, I felt that way on the way over here, driving to have this conversation. Like, is this a is this a terrible idea to 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 dive into a topic that's one so important like so important it's so serious it impacts people's lives um extremely personally uh for a lot of people and it's so emotionally charged in a lot of ways like is it wise to jump into a conversation like this without having done a lot of prep without having and when I say that I mean having a lot of prep specifically for this conversation like doing research planning a script talking out ahead of time we're going to talk about this we're going to avoid this you know just wading into that knowing that I have not only do I not have all the answers I have almost none of the answers (laughs) and I have not mastered the art of talking about this issue and I don't have like, I'm not confident that I'm where I need to be with regards to this issue. In fact, it's probably pretty safe to say that I'm going to look back on me, you know, five years from now, I'm going to look back on me now and be so thankful for what I've learned since now to the future. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, I think that's probably pretty safe to say, but I think there's something valuable and that's really what this podcast is all about. It's not about drilling down until we until we figure out the answers it's about starting somewhere and taking the step of vulnerability like Brene Brown type vulnerability like where you put yourself out there you're exposing yourself to uh, failure to potentially failing to criticism to saying something wrong to offending somebody whether offending somebody because of their own issues uh, where, you know, somebody's just offended by something or whether honestly just like the risk of genuinely offending somebody in a way where it's like, yeah, I, I, 
I, I, I was insensitive about that or you're right. I did miss the boat on that or that was misleading when, you know, yeah. on an issue like this, there's a lot of ways in which you can screw it up. There's a lot of ways when you put yourself out there publicly, like there's a lot of ways in which that could go wrong. But I, we wanted to lead the way in going first and just trying like, yeah. We're going to put ourselves out there, even though we know we're not going to do it perfectly and we're not going to do it right. Because if we can't have real conversations, honest conversations about this, where the armor's off, the face is off, and it's just honestly what's going on in our heart, our understanding, our mind right now, then we can't have real, you know, we can't make real progress and we can't have yeah. real connection because we're not even seeing the real us and dealing in actual truth. And so we need to wade into the mess and the humility of, we don't know what's going on, but we know it's important and we need to be a part of it and we'll learn as we go. And it's okay if we screw up and it's okay if people hate us (laughs) But for some of it, because it's too important to sit on the safety of the sidelines and, you know, just stay inside the shell. Yeah. Well, I think too, I, I think it's worth noting that you, we, like you said, we don't know. And if, I, I think I can speak for both of us in saying that if we say something that you disagree with, tell us, have that conversation with us. Because again, we don't know everything and we want to learn and we want to help lead the change. And we want, we want to, we're praying that the church is part of that. and. You know, I, as hard as it would be, I, I hope that I look back on this conversation in a year and, and listen to some of the things I say and just, I knew nothing a year ago and just would, in a year, just so thankful for the things that the conversations that came from this, the, you know, the, the things that we thought we, maybe we we're kind of starting to figure out that we're just way off still, but it, it tell us that that's fine we want to have those conversations and we're if it's a grace-filled room you know we we trust you and we hope that you trust us too but we want to have that conversation right yeah that's good let us know and and let's let's have healthy conversations like this one let's have good conversations so as as we've been sitting here i've been curious um now, as a as a pastor, to uh, what what have you seen in in your church or in other churches that that you've appreciated? Uh, what changes that our our churches make? What what things have you seen that are different to uh, to again try to bring change to this? Just in, in yeah, church? you know, I think that w- what I've been noticing is that there are more churches and more sort of large national prominent well-known churches where these pastors um you know i'm thinking of uh carl lentz uh stephen furtick um substance church in minneapolis river valley church um in minneapolis like they're stepping into the conversation in ways that i don't know if has always been that way judah smith is another example of somebody that i've um gotten some great insight from but i think that it it seems to mean and again this is just my perception 
and it could just be that I'm paying more attention now, but it seems to me that there is a bolder approach, a more straightforward approach of, hey, we're going to address this. We need to be a part of this conversation and we need to speak clearly against systemic injustice, against allowing these th the things that African-Americans and other minorities in our country have had to experience to continue and not shying away from the conversation out of a, you know, fear of the backlash. And, and no doubt there's been backlash in all these churches. There's been backlash locally. There's backlash. I mean, there is backlash because it is a, an issue that's surrounded with tension and not everybody's going to be on board. Not everybody's going to understand. Not everybody's going to see it the way that those leaders see it and that we see it. But I guess the willingness to go there anyway, I'm seeing that at least in a movement of a lot of churches that I respect that I maybe haven't noticed before. Sure. Well, I think this has been a really good conversation so far. And I think that before we kind of wrap things up, maybe I'll just kind of wind towards a close this way. I just want to ask you kind of personally, Jordy, what have you been learning over the last few months with regards to this and kind of where are you hoping to go from here and, and, and to see personally in your life uh, when it comes to how you can show up as a Christian on this issue? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I, on the front end of all this, you know, a month ago, you know, I, I'm looking at it and just, there's just so much that I don't know. There's so much that I need to learn. And, and it, it honestly was daunting. And I was, I wondered if I'd ever get there. And I am, again, definitely not saying that I'm there now. But I think one thing that's been really helpful to me is, I think I mentioned this earlier too, is just listening to voices that I trust. So there's, I've listened to more podcasts in the last month than I have in the rest of my life. And I, I'm listening to, to a couple books on, on Audible that, are, that have been very helpful. Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison is one that sticks out. I've just really appreciated the, just the whole life perspective that she gives. And, and, and that's really the piece of it that, that I, I think I didn't understand fully is that it, it, it's kind of, a, it's, it's an every moment thing for for a lot of people that even that we interact with where we I never think about it. I um you know I, I think one one moment that really put it into perspective not to go too off off track here, but there was uh the night of the the night of the riots downtown in Fargo and there's the peaceful protest during the day and, and I was I was there and it was Great, honestly, it, it it really helped me kind of understand where we were at culturally as a community and all that. But in the evening, then as the the rioting started and it, it got a little more out of hand, I guess I had some really good friends of mine that that couldn't get home. Um, There's a curfew starting, and one they just 
they live downtown and they couldn't go downtown. But then two, even if they could, they weren't sure if it was safe to go home. And when I heard that and then I called them and I asked how they were doing and they, and they said that to me, I, it, I realized that I've never had to worry about a friend going home and getting home safely. Oh. Um, and that, that was a really hard one for me to accept and, and just to get that perspective in pretty harsh way, you know? So that, that kind of, it helped me realize that I, that I really do need to just, I need to just learn right now. So again, I guess back on track to your question, but that be the bridge has been a really great resource. There's a couple of podcasts that I, that I've listened to and, just conversations that I'm, that I'm listening to other people have that, that have been great. And I'm, I'm happy to share some of those. If anyone wants to hear, I, I, I can't remember the names of all of them off the top of my head, but, but I think the most important thing that, that I've done and that I, that I'm going to continue to do is, is just, and learn and just take in knowledge. Uh, just try to understand a perspective, honestly, that I, that I don't have and that I, won't I won't experience really which don't even know what to say about that but it's just there's just so much that I that I don't and and can't fully understand and and it's it's really important to me right now just to just to sit back accept that and just learn I really appreciate your honesty and yeah I mean that's a that's the thing is like you don't, we don't, I don't realize really what privilege is and means and, and how that affects us or, or what that means for our experience until we really take the time to stop, listen, use our imagination, trust people's stories, you know, and put ourselves in their shoes and then realizing, okay, privileges that I haven't had to experience any of these things that you're talking about. And so I don't even realize that I have it because I don't even have a context for what it would look like to not have it. Right. Like when you have that moment and you're like, Oh wow, I've never felt that way in my life. And it's, I think that privilege is one where um, some people get caught up on it and they just, it's hard for them to go there because they feel like they're being attacked. They feel like there's a shame component of like, what, just because I'm white, I have this thing called white privilege. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm bad. I'm like some, just because of the color of my skin, I did something harmful to you. Like I, or, or you're trying to discount my success or man, like that's what I think. I mean, people on both sides of those conversations, you know, just need to be really cognizant of is, is white privilege and privilege it's it's not about shame it's not about doing something wrong it's just about recognizing a reality in our society so that we can have empathy and so that we can adjust the way that we understand other people's experiences so that we can better actually empathize with them and then go and be a part of solving some of the things that aren't okay. You know, you're not, there's no requirement to feel guilty or ashamed about being white, but 
there is a, a massive value in acknowledging the reality that for a lot of people, the color of their skin, it impacts what your experience is in this country. And there's no way around it. And so being aware of that helps us to actually connect in a more honest way because we're actually taking the time to understand what other people's perspective uh, is informed by. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really glad that, that you said that I, I was going to ask you that exact question. Cause I remember you saying something to that effect on Facebook one day and it, it just really helped me with perspective on that too. But, um, you know, I, I think it's important to remember as we're having these conversations too, that, um, you know, all over in, in scripture, it says that, that grace abounds in, in all grace covers all of it. So, you know, when, when we're having these conversations, I think it's, it's important to have truth and it's important to have grace and, and you need, you need both. If we don't have, if we don't have truth, we're not going to get anywhere, but if we don't have grace, we're, I don't think we're going to get very far either. So just extend grace. Don't assume that someone is trying to get the best of you or that, that everything is set up so that you're wrong. It, it just have grace, trust that, that everyone's intention is, is change and a really a better, a better world, a better society. So um, yeah, grace and grace and truth. We need, we need them all. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that feels like a really good way to just wrap up the podcast today and, kind of bring a close to our conversation by no means complete conversation where where we tied up loose ends and where we addressed everything that there is to address here but want to before we sign off today just any other resources that you've been finding really helpful interesting for you that you want to share in case anybody's interested in them i know you mentioned be the bridge can you remind again uh who who is that by uh, Latasha Morrison. Okay. The author of that. Awesome. Be the Bridge by Latasha Morrison. I read a book a few months ago or a month ago or so by Miles McPherson called The Third Option. A super, super good read, really interesting and insightful. And, and he brings a perspective that I think a lot of people can appreciate. Anything else that you want to share? Yeah. Well, I, I just thinking through podcasts that I have listened to. I know there's the Darius Daniels podcast that I've listened to a couple of times and really appreciated the new activist. Um, there's been conversations on that podcast that have been helpful to me. Now that I think about it, I, I, I think Latasha Morrison is starting a podcast or has just started a podcast. I pretty much just listen to podcasts at work right now. So I, I'm <laughs> kind of all over the podcast game, but, but yeah, there's, there's those resources I, I would say that I, that I trust and, and again, have been very helpful to me. That's awesome. Yeah, another uh, another name that I've uh, really, another person that I've really appreciated in this conversation, and he's facilitated a few really good uh, like conversations with multiple others, and and all those are on YouTube. I don't know the exact name of it to reference, but Bishop T D Jakes, Bishop T D Jakes. I'm sure if you Google that, um, you know, and you go off that, you can find some some of those things. Uh, really appreciated some of the conversations he helped facilitate, but. So glad that you guys joined us today. Um, I know it probably wasn't an easy ride all the way through. You know, we're just kind of stumbling our way through a conversation that we feel is important. 
and we want to be a part of and you know we don't have full understanding we don't have a clean cut you know clear cut answers but we're we're willing to sit in and be a part of the mess and the tension in the middle where we can figure out man how can we really love and and love well and promote justice and 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 be a part of what God is wanting to do through his church to bring his new creation into this world. And um, man, we're so thankful that you are sitting in that tension and that conversation with us. And man, I just trust at the end of the day, if we're willing to go there, if we're willing to just be faithful and obey wherever we feel like Jesus is leading us, you know, he's going to reward that and and good things are going to happen. So thanks guys. And hope to catch you in another two weeks. Mm -hmm.